guys, welcome to our podcast. It's Riley and Maria. And today we're going to figure out what's the deal with scary stories to tell in the dark. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is a series by the author Alvin Schwartz. Um, and these were books that um, a lot of people remember from their childhood. Uh-huh. I definitely read them when I was little. Oh, yeah why they're so interesting to us is because they're on the list of the most banned books from what 1990 to 1999 and then seventh on the list from 2000 to 2009 so they've maintained their horrible reputation for two decades (laughs) these books have been just hated by soccer moms around the country (laughs) alvin okay the books were published by scholastic and marketed towards children so that's why they're so crazy. Which is really crazy. They're these terrifying stories that are in public libraries that these children are pi- children are picking up. They're and at reading book fairs and just too. That's why I bought mine. I, got, I bought mine at the book fair, at my like elementary school book fair, like I during conferences. I you go to the book fair. I don't know where mine came from. They literally just it's showed up at my house. house. I don't know that's... how we got them or why. Now, they're Alvin Schwartz. So he wrote three books. Mm-hmm. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, In a Dark, Dark Room. In a Dark, Dark Room is another book that he wrote. He, um... And the super fucking weird thing about this book is it's an I-can-read book. It says, level two, high-interest stories for developing readers. It's not even a four or a three on the scale of I-can-read books, so... So these books are really aggressively children's books. And... (laughs) It's just... It's crazy because you'd think that, like, once they published one and then the books were on the most banned books list, they would stop publishing them, but they just, like, kept making them. Oh, my gosh. So the the trilogy, the scary stories to tell in the dark, the illustrator, his name's Stephen Gamble. Stephen Gamble. Okay. We don't know how to say that, but. (laughs) I want to talk about his illustration. Do it. Okay. Yeah. So he illustrated these terrifying, they're all black and white photos. Go Google it right now. Yeah, you have to see the pictures to understand how fucking terrifying they are. They're amazing. Um, He's actually from Des Moines, Iowa, where I'm from. I'm not from Des Moines, but I'm from Cedar Rapids, which is two hours away. If anyone cares, that's really exciting for me. And also, during our research, we were sitting, and it was like, we were kind of creeping ourselves out doing this research, and we were reading about him, and we were like, oh, he's from Iowa. And then we scrolled down, and he now lives in St. Paul, which is from was which is where I'm from. So that's Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, wow. don't know where St. Paul is. I know. It's in Minnesota. It's by Canada. Um, yeah, so he did these really beautiful, like, black and white illustrations, Mm -hmm. but then, in 2011, they, uh, reissued, they, like, did a reissue, a republishing of these scary stories to tell in the Mm -hmm. dark, and they just... They got a new illustrator. They got a new illustrator, and it's the same guy who illustrated all the series of unfortunate event Uh books. So it's cartoony, Harry Potter style. And it's just like people are angry. I'm angry. Everybody should be angry. It's not scary anymore. It's not scary anymore. So, more about my personal experiences with the book The In a Dark, Dark Room. And other scary stories, which we talked about before, is the I Can Read book, and it's a really, that's a smaller one than the 
um, scary stories to tell in the dark. There's a particular story in it called, um, I think it's called The Green Ribbon. The Green Ribbon, yeah. Where, which we'll be reading we'll later. We'll read that later, but that story ruined my life as an eight year old or however old I was when I was reading it. And I read it now and it's a lot shorter than it was, than I remember it being as a child. But it's still very, it's a terrifying concept. So I think I remember getting these books. I bought them at the book fair. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Classic. first, I, first I got them out. I checked them out from the library, and I would read all of them. And everybody in my like elementary school, like my little like third or fourth grade class, was like, "What the fuck?" Like, why I went, you? I went to Catholic school. We didn't even have <laughs> Harry Potter books in the library. We did not have the scary stories to tell in the in the dark. We had the click books. That was all I ventured into. <laughs> oh God! So. <clears throat> yeah, these books are just really... You know, my older brother and I used to sit in our cold, dingy basement and read each other these stories until we just want to cry because they scared the shit out of us. What I think what scared me the most is, like, I would I would have it on my bunk bed. I had a bunk bed, and it yeah. had, like, a little shelf next to it, and I would have the book on my shelf, and the, the, fu- the first mm-hmm. cover is oh, terrifying. Yeah. It's, like, this clown, this, like, crazy clown head coming. Predominantly black and white, but then it has some, like, red and blue dripping Yeah, out coming out of the ground. Yeah. Oh and so gosh. I would be, like, laying in my bed, like, trying to go to sleep, and I would just, like, look over at it. And it would just, like, <laughs> staring you in the face. being and staring just, at me. Oh, they're just, just the essence of the book is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it, you know that it's some scary, some scary, scary shit. Each episode, we are going to put a little break in between our rambles, and we're going to play a song that fits with the episode. So Marie's going to tell you about the one today. Today we're going to play a song called Night on Disco Mountain. And... It, the original song is an orchestral arrangement called Night on Bald Mountain, and it's based on an old Russian legend called St. John's Eve on Bald Mountain, and it's basically about, um, like a witch's party that goes on, and it's like a big devil orgy, basically. But the version we're gonna play is, um, an arrangement of that orchestral piece that was arranged for the movie uh, Saturday Night Fever. So this is kind of a funky twist on a devil orgy. Please enjoy. (laughs) Please enjoy it.
enjoyed that music. <clears throat> now what we're going to do is, so we wanted to, we're doing some research and we wanted to, um, well, so the way this came about is that we just started talking about this mm-hmm. and we like both had such vivid memories. And so we wanted to see like what type of memories other people had because it's like became really apparent that this is you know a big like, part of a lot of people yeah a childhood. huge part of a lot of people's childhood Literature experiences so well we uh did some deep research mm-hmm. we went on to the internet uh, we went on to a message board that's called 4chan yeah um, and we posted um we posted something that just yeah. said like the photos of the book yeah the photos of the book and we said hey guys like do you remember these what do you what were your views on them and we got some really yeah, fucking... Yeah, we got a lot of responses. A lot amazing of responses. responses. So we're just going to go ahead and read a couple. Do you okay. want to just all read one? You read yeah, one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Shit! <laughs> it was like four eyes. They totally had these at the book fair at my elementary school. Elementary school is in all caps. All caps. And of course I got them. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, this is my personal favorite one. Is this about the therapy? No. Okay, I want to read that one. Um, okay, I don't know. They're not, it's not in that order. Okay, there it was. Okay, this is my personal favorite one. It said, the one about the rotting corpse in the cellar scared me so much. It was the picture primarily. It fucked me up so much at a young age that my nightmares made my mother take me to therapy. Still gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's amazing. This kid literally had to go to therapy because of, um... Beautiful illustrations in these books. Okay, here's a good one. Still have mine with the OG art. The story with the ghost that got progressively closer to the child every night um, was a favorite of mine, mostly because the picture gave me nightmares for about two months. Yeah, the whole nightmares thing is very real. This is a really funny one. Do you want to read this one? Yeah. Okay, this is about a particular story in one of the books. It says, Harold ruffled my jimmies as a youngin. That's it. That's all it says. Um, this is funny. So I remember reading one of them on the bus home from elementary school with friends, turning the from page to page of the rat dog thing, and nearly causing an accident because suddenly a load of third graders just shrieked while the bus was in the middle of an intersection. That's amazing. The whole reading it with your friends thing. That was, was a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. Now these, I don't do think you want to? Many people read these alone. No. But. Do you want to do the honors of reading this? This is a thread. Okay. So yeah. this is somebody commented something and then people responded. Okay. So here's the first this one. This guy says, "I read these with a girl I loved. She was into paranormal stuff like me, and we dated for a while. In the end, we broke up, and it hurts to even look at these." So this guy has a very emotional. But attachment. then somebody responded and said, "I'm sorry, Anon. I hope you two cherish your time together." <laughs> He replies, I miss her. Wow. No, but you didn't even read the best oh, part. Oh, my gosh. The okay. feel when you went on spooky dates and walked in dark forests at night with only a flashlight. I miss, I miss her. her. Oh, that just makes me so sad. It's so His sad. books aren't even scary for him. They're just heartbreaking. <laughs> Hell yes. These were my favorite books for a long time. The artwork perfectly complemented the stories. Honestly, it took me years to find anything else that gave me... I think he meant spooks. <laughs> yeah, it says scoops, but I think he meant spooks on par with this stuff. Believe my favorite version of the Wind- Windago shit was in these books. 
This is amazing. Do you want to just describe this picture yeah, that okay. somebody posted? This, uh, this man, I think it's a guy, posted a picture of the book, and next to it he has his thumbs up in the photo, and then sitting on the book is a tiny little uh, Lego skeleton. It says, fucking love reading these around Halloween season, best time of year. Wow. Really a good photo and comment. Um, here's one that is really just... <laughs> Sums sense. up what 4chan is. Um, all it says is, y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. Yeah. So that doesn't really have anything to do with it, but I appreciate this mm-hmm. person's input. Okay. Can I read this one? Yeah, this is again a comment about how in 2011 they changed the art um, with the illustrator that did series of unfortunate events. It says, God, the new art is such bullshit. I'm trolling bookstores to find originals at a, at a, as a Oh my gosh. As a sixth grade graduation gift for a horror-loving need. Wow. So, as you can tell, people really have, like, they have a lot to say. And even if you, like, didn't you say you went on Twitter the other day? And, yeah, it's still, I went on Twitter when we were talking about this, and it was even tweets recent, in recent hours of people being like, whoa, do you guys remember these books? And... I have another story. Yesterday, I was in the deli at Turner, and I got I ordered one of these books from Amazon, and I was opening my package, and the person next to me saw the book and was like, "Oh my gosh, I read those as a kids to as a kid too." And I was like, "Yeah, I just ordered a new one because I couldn't find my old copy." And so we talked a long time about it. So, literally, everyone I speak to has read these or is like, "Oh yeah, I vaguely remember them." Amazing. A beautiful yeah. cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. There's also somebody who's making a documentary right now that yes. they've been making it for a long time though, so I don't really know what's going on. It's they need some moolah. I think the thing cash. is they just need money, but it's like about the cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Um, so people to pick back up on how much, especially mothers I'm, hated. I'm going to just say soccer moms. Soccer moms really hated these books. I. I know that they were definitely not in my library at school, so... We found um, an article from the Chicago Tribune where this person, um, <laughs> this they're interviewing somebody. And, mm-hmm. Okay, here's a quote. Ready? Yep. Uh, One of the more indignant parents linked Schwartz's name to that of Jeffrey Dahmer oh my God. on the basis of a story called Wonderful Sausage. It relates how a fat and jolly butcher turns his wife into bratwurst Mm -hmm. with such tasty results that a good many of his customers and their pets soon follow her into the grinder. So, wow. And then she was quoted as saying, Why are we subjecting our children to this kind of violent material? asked Sandy Vanderberg, a mother of two and former elementary school teacher. She claimed that, um... It's teaching younger children that bad guys always win. Okay, which is usually true. So, which is usually Sandy, true. Pull your head out of your ass. Pull your <laughs> out of your ass. Get it together. This, this is fact. Alvin Schwartz is writing the truth. The truth people. of the world. Okay, I'm gonna now read one of the stories from the In a Dark Dark Room book. This is the book that is a level two. Yeah, I, I can, can read. read. So I hope that you can read this, okay. Riley. Here's the foreword of the book. It says, Most of us like scary stories because we like feeling scared. When there is no real danger, feeling scared is fun. 
The best times for these stories is at night, in front of a fire or in the dark. Tell them slowly and quietly and everyone will have a good time. So, I think that that really is yeah. really interesting because it's like all these parents are like freaking mm-hmm. out. I wonder mm-hmm. if somebody should just sit down and read that. Like, yeah. Calm down, Alvin Sandy. Alvin is trying to make your kids have an imagination. Okay, this is titled The Green Ribbon. Yes. Let's go. Once there was a girl named Jenny. She was like all the other girls except for one thing. She always wore a green ribbon around her neck. There was a boy named Alfred in her class. Alfred liked Jenny, and Jenny liked Alfred. One day he asked her, why do you wear that ribbon all the time? I cannot tell you, said Jenny, but Alfred kept asking, why do you wear it? And Jenny would say, it's not important. Jenny and Alfred grew up and fell in love, and one day they got married. After their wedding, Alfred said, now that we're married, you must tell me about the green ribbon. You still must wait, said Jenny. I will tell you when the right time comes. Years passed. Alfred and Jenny grew old. One day Jenny became very sick. The doctor told her she was dying. Jenny called Alfred to her side. Alfred, she said, now I can tell you about the green ribbon. Untie it and you will see why I could not tell you before. Slowly and carefully, Alfred untied the ribbon and Jenny's head fell off. (gasps) Wow! And the illustration here is... Jenny's body in bed, the green ribbon laying over her body, and then her freaking head sitting right on the ground. And her hand is, like, dangling mm-hmm. over the edge of her bed, and she has, like, these really long, creepy yeah, yeah. fingers. It's, like, proportionate to the size of her head. So her fingers yeah. are extremely ro- yeah. long on this photo. And there's a black cat staring at the Read what it says in the, in the back about okay. where the story... Yeah. So in the back of this book, um, Alvin Schwartz wrote, like, where he got... Because mm-hmm. a lot of these stories are, like, folklore yeah, stories. Yeah, it says where the stories come from. So the green ribbon is based on a European folk motif in which a red thread is worn around a person's neck. The thread marks the place where the head was cut off, then reattached. So, so to Susan... Educational. To, what's her name? Sandy, Sandy, Sandy Vandenberg. <laughs> I'd like to say, not only is Alvin Schwartz teaching your children to have an imagination, Uh Mm -hmm. but he's also teaching them to have a love of folklore. European folklore. Your kids are being cultured. Come on. Another really funny, I think my favorite part is in the the very back cover of this book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it says, um, more more I can read books for you to love. Just list them off. Frog and Toad are friends. Yes. Uh, Amelia Bedelia and the Surprise Shower. Classic. Um, mouse soup and oh. Zach's alligator. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. So nothing of the same nature of in a dark, dark room and other stories. Not at all. Not at all. So now, do you want to talk? We were going to talk a little bit about the illustrations. You were oh, going to yeah. talk about the illustrations. So the illustrator Stephen um, Gamel Gamel. I don't know. Okay, is it Stephen or Stone? I think it's Steven. Okay, we're, we're going to say We're just going to call him Steve. So, Steven hasn't done much in his illustration career. He really hasn't. Besides these books. He's just this average-looking old man from Iowa that just write, draws these terrifying illustrations that scare the ever-loving shit out of these people, children. Yeah. Still today, they're amazing and scary illustrations. That's, they're really scary. Terrifying. They're really fucking scary. I really encourage you guys to look up the pictures in the book if you don't remember what they look like or you've never even heard of these books before because 
there's really nothing else like them, especially from um, when they were made in the 90s, right? Yeah. So, like, this book that we just read an excerpt from is from 1984. And the wow. illustrations aren't as scary, but they're still... They're really cool. They're cool and scary illustrations. So Alvin does a really good job of getting illustrators that can really... Live up to his writing. Now, when I... I haven't read this story mm-hmm. um, since I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember it being just so terrifying. But when you just read it, it seemed, like, really short. Yeah, yeah. And I, so... I, I don't know. I think it's, like... It's weird. We become, we just become adults. Yeah, we can handle it now. Scared of we can handle scary stories. Anymore, wow. If I think I, if I think if I handed this to like my cousins who were like five or seven, I don't know how old he is. Sure, he, five or seven. Yeah, maybe in that region. Sure, he would be. It's it's scary. It's if that's you're a really how to read, and you're reading these. <laughs> terrifying stories about a woman's head falling off and her husband just being like wow I had no idea that that ribbon was there for that reason one of the in um in one of the I think it's in like uh the stories to tell in the dark I think it's just called like the headlights yeah you know what I'm talking about no, I don't it's like it. this woman goes and she she gets in her car and um she it's like nighttime she's driving home and um the person behind her keeps flashing their headlights at her and then she gets home or something and then later she learns that there was some guy in the back of her car who's gonna like stab her and every time he stood up to stab her the people in the car behind them would flash their headlights at her. Wow. And I remember that to this day. Every time I drive at night, I it's remember It's, like, really it. nice that they were doing that for her. I it don't is. know why the guy It's really compassionate. Wanted, why did the guy who wanted to stab her feel, like, threatened by the flashing really of the know. headlights? Now that you, yeah, I don't really know, but it was it's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, well, night driving now. Yeah. You're aware because of Alvin Schwartz. Thank Alvin Schwartz for everything. I really hope people listening to this podcast now want to go out and buy these books again and have buy a, the original the, books. Don't yeah. buy the new ones with, with the, the shitty yeah, art. We don't want to support these <laughs> PG illustrations, but um, that's been what's the deal? Yeah, with Maria and Riley. Um, next, Harry Potter. It's going to be Harry Potter themed, so and, we're keeping on yep. the spooky track. Yeah. So if you want to come back for that, please do. Um, we also would like to thank Gabby Zonneville for composing and recording our theme song. Um, and we'd like to, of course, thank Alvin Schwartz <laughs> for just being him. Yep, for live. Well, he's not alive anymore, but. Oh, rip Alvin <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> rip Alvin Schwartz in a really respectful yes, way. Yes, for real. Rest in peace, Rest man. in peace, Alvin Schwartz. Um, thanks. Listening. Till next time. Yeah.